The Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Morning, folks. So happy to be here with you today on a beautiful morning in the hill country. A little muggy this morning. Maybe we'll get some more rain. I could use a little more. My my uh, pond slash tank is uh, is uh, it's not drying up, but it's uh, it's getting down there. And uh, so yeah, come on, bring us a little more rain. We could always use a little more rain. I want to start by thanking the Tejas Smoke Depot. For keeping us on the air here. Thank you so much, Tejas Smoke Depot. And uh, we're going to be talking to Jody here in a minute. Got some things for your calendar. Have a pretty good program for you today. Um, We're going to go over a couple of more of the uh, proposed amendments. I'm still working on those. Please don't panic. You still have a month to send those in. (laughs) So I'm getting uh, uh, panicked uh, emails and calls saying, well, I, I need to know how you how to vote on those amendments. And it's like, well, yeah, you've still got some time. So uh, we're working through them. I have done, let's see, I've gotten one, two, three, four. I've gotten halfway through uh, where I'm at, actually five. I just didn't write any notes down on, out of eight. And uh, because I'm not just going to read them and, and go, hmm, that sounds good, or hmm, that sounds bad, um, because that's what we've always done, right? So... I've uh, done quite a bit more research into each one of these, and I'll bring that to you. And then um, our at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting, which is going to be the 14th of October, I will have a pocket guide, a handout for you on those uh, eight amendments with my arguments. Um, in fact, there's several of them. I'm going to make an argument for that amendment and an argument against the amendment. And uh, there are different principles at play on some of these amendments. And so <clears throat> that, may be, uh, that may be up to you to decide on a couple of them, yay or nay. And I'll explain that. I'll explain that to you why I think there's a couple of these that either shouldn't be on there. Well, anyway, we're going to go through all of those. So um, y'all stay tuned on that, and I will get that out as uh, soon as I have it completed. So, but um, the October 14th meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be really good. Jonathan Dunn is going to be our guest. He's also going to be on the radio program that morning, and so we're we're looking forward to that. Um, let's see, uh, what else is on the calendar? Uh, this, uh, oh, I know, this is a big deal. In Fredericksburg... This Saturday, there is an event for Texans for Vaccine Choice. All right, Texans for Vaccine Choice. Um, basically, they are putting on a, um, a uh, it's having a mom meetup is what Kathy's calling it. A mom meetup on behalf of Texans for Vaccine Choice. It's going to be Tuesday, October the 5th at 10 a.m., at Kinder Hall and Mark Plotz in Fritztown in Fredericksburg. 
All right, and so they're going to have you, um, they're going to have all kinds of information on uh, vaccine choice, medical privacy, and uh, that those kinds of things. Um, the Let's see, and I've got a phone number for you to RSVP by Monday evening. That number is 456-5067, 456-5067. And, of course, that's an 830 number. Let uh, Kathy know that you're going to be uh, attending that event. So there you go. And we'll get you more details as we get closer, maybe even get Kathy on here to tell us about this event. Um, the 106 uh, next Wednesday, the beginning of the Don Huffines tour of the Hill Country. Actually going to start on the uh, 5th on Tuesday night at the Kendall County Tea Party. Um, in Bernie, and then he is going to be at St. Joseph's Hall at 10 o'clock on uh, next Wednesday, the 6th, and then um, that afternoon at 4, Mr. Huffines is going to be at the Shriner um, uh, campus in in Kerrville. So just uh, something I've been saying the last couple of days, these gubernatorial candidates and uh, uh, candidates for statewide offices they have a whole bunch of counties to go to so it's not as casual when you're a candidate for governor comes to town you'll hope that it's more than once but it might just be once all right so if you're interested in uh, asking don huffines any questions um, then here's going to be your opportunity to get together and uh, several opportunities next week, Tuesday night, Wednesday. And so I want to encourage you, 10 o'clock at Fredericksburg, at St. Joseph's Hall next Wednesday, and at 4 o'clock at Shriner. On the 9th, the uh, Lano Tea Party is having their fundraiser. That'll be fun. Uh, on the 17th, a border awareness rally in Kerrville. We'll bring you more information on that as we get closer. Um, I do have, let's see, let me pull it up here. I do have a rally, some information for a rally in San Angelo this weekend. And uh, this will be at the uh, Texans Against Illegal Immigration. And the we had uh, Sheena on the line yesterday. And so we're looking forward to that. That is going to be this Saturday, October 2nd, from noon to 3 o'clock in San Angelo. Uh, all kinds of names you are familiar with there. And so that's going to be a good event. It's going to be at the uh, Inside the Pearl of the Concho Historical Hotel. All right, so I think I've gotten through all my uh, obligatory. They're not obligatory. I'm very happy to get you in touch with and uh, engaged in one of these organizations or one of these rallies or one of these events. Remember, if all you're doing is going to rallies, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. That's a very, very good start, right? You went from just voting. Remember, I've always said that's that's the uh, that's the best start. Make sure you vote, and that's where all of us have at least done that. And then, what's the next step? Well, how about going to a rally? Now, the rally is just like your vote. It's a good step, and it's very important, but it is not the last step. You need to go when you go to these rallies. Meet people. 
take a take a calling card. I know not everybody has a business or a business card, but there's calling cards were something of a tradition actually still used in many parts of the world. And uh, so take a calling card with your name and, you know, maybe just one little line on there about, you know, yeah, I'm that patriot from Kerrville or uh, and and uh, be start start uh, engaging with other people. You will find somebody at these rallies who is who is ready to go and they're just looking for someone like you and you're ready to go and you're just looking for someone like them. So these rallies do more than just be the rah-rah person, right? Uh, start working on your network, meet people, find out where you can pitch in. And uh, so these are all beginning steps. Um, so here we go. I'm going to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin, and then we're going to take a short break. Um, oh, here's a nice one. Three words. Make haste slowly. Make haste slowly. All right. There you go, Ben. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. By the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, um, we have uh, Take This Daily program, and I put it up as a podcast on Spotify and uh, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, a whole handful of other ones. Um, but I'm looking at my data, and nearly everybody is listening either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And so that's where the majority of uh, folks are going to get it, Spotify by far. So go check Spotify out. Look for The Matt Long Show on Spotify, and uh, that way you can uh, pass this program on to other people who cannot listen live at 9 o'clock. Good morning, Jody Gould. How are you? Good morning, Matt. I'm doing well. How about you? Man, we're doing all right. Glad fall has finally fell, and uh, so... So happy uh, to be living in the hill country. So tell us, um, Tejas, uh, Tejas Smoke Depot has been around in Fredericksburg. Y'all have been here for over 20 years, right? Yep, 22 years now. 22 years. Y'all opened up about almost identically at the same time that I moved. I know y'all had already been here, but I moved to Fredericksburg about the same time y'all opened up, and I was giving you businesses when business when you were out on, uh, on that shack out on yes, the, the side of the road and you had some lady with uh, who was who uh, was missing a finger that worked for you yeah That's, that was diana Di- she was our first employee she was wasn't she yeah, one day she, a week i think yeah <laughs> That's all we could afford to pay somebody that's right well i just remember she had worked in a wood shop or something hadn't she and uh, right, right, had yeah. some kind of yeah. woodworking uh, accident so it was the old steins lumber company from here way back in the day so. okay yeah. So we've been okay. around. Yeah, we've been around a little bit. So and now you're now you are on uh, 290, just outside of um, heading west on Main Street. And so if you leave town going west on Main Street and you get to the Y at the end of town, you go to the left. And the Tejas Smoke Depot is grown up from that little shack. 
and um, is now you can uh, go out there, walk in the door. You got to leave the kids in the car, and uh, but if you got kids and the dogs with you, you can make a counterclockwise drive around the building and pull right up to the window. Uh, so tell us uh, what kind of products uh, that the Tejas Smoke Depot is selling these days. Well, first off, before I get into that, I got to say that you know when we started out, we were in that ten by twenty box. And we literally had no pot to pee in. We had to put a bucket behind the counter and lock the door. <laughs> and now <laughs> I have four to clean. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go. Yeah, that's that's so, the price of progress. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so, yes, we've been in business now over 20 years, and uh, we sell all kinds of fine tobacco products, um, fine cigars, roll-your-own um, tobacco, pipe tobaccos, under premium cigars, cigarettes, of course, the premiums, the old school premiums down to the, you know, the new underdog, uh-huh. and um, all the accessories to go along with your roll-your-own, pipes, um, chew, snuff, you know. Uh, the, Got the granny's snuff in there, right? It. All right, there Girl you go. Hear it. <laughs> there you go. And um, we also are selling CBD products which we are going to promote this week. All right. Um, we have uh, the CBD, which was, you know, kind of a little confusing to me when we started. Everybody started, you know, asking for it, and I said no. Right. <laughs> and, but over time, we've realized how beneficial it is for people with um, underlying anxiety issues and PTSD and just pain issues. Um, so we've opened that door, and it's doing very well. Okay. Um, they've come out with a new Delta 8 variant. Nothing to do with the Delta other variant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, the Kung flu. yeah, the Kung Flu <laughs> variant. No, this is um, its own Delta, yeah. It's, it's its own Delta, and um, and we've been had a really good response uh, from people. A lot of people are, are buying it, like I said, to treat their PTSD and their anxiety and for, to calm them down, a lot of people are anxious today with all the things that are going in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been doing very well. So we're going to go ahead and put that on special this week, 15% Good. off okay. any CBD or Delta 8 product. And it comes in all kinds of um, variations. Uh, of course, we got the pen style and gummies, edibles, mm-hmm. and um, the other one, flower. Okay, and the flowers as well. Word to use. Yeah, I know. Isn't Um, that funny? Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, this is all new to us. Like I said, at first I was on the fence with it, but it's doing everybody a lot of good, and I haven't had any um, negative impact from it. So That's good. um, That's good to hear. And, you know, I'm also familiar with it for as a a CBD, as a good uh, relaxer, uh, uh, help sleep um, um, thing. So. A lot of folks, well, I have I love my gummies at nighttime. There you go. <laughs> you exactly, know? exactly. So um, what is, we have a deal with uh, Tejas Smoke Depot that if you go in there and give them the phrase that pays, that'll give you a little bit of a discount on your purchase that day and then also get your name in the hat for a drawing. So uh, tell us what is the phrase that pays? Well, this week the phrase that pays is the emperor has no clothes. The emperor has no clothes. Boy, isn't that the truth? Um, and uh, so, all right. 
Well, um, I just got a text. It's uh, someone wanting to know about your sale. When does it start on your it CBD stuff? Today. Right today. And, there well, you and go. And on Saturday evening. Okay. It'll so it'll All right. through the weekend. All right. There you go. So there, that answers my texter. And uh, that's uh, that's good to know. Folks, um, uh, Jody, thank you very much for coming on to the program this morning. Thank you, Matt. And uh, you guys go over to Tejas Smoke Depot. Give them some business. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, we will uh, talk to you uh, next week, Jody. Sounds good, Matt. Oh, drawings next week, so come oh, on that's in right. and put your name in the hat. That's right. We you only will... have two so far. Oh, my goodness. Jody, you gave away I a know. secret there. Go get your name in the hat. Your odds are pretty high at at getting a a pretty cool gift from the Tejas Smoke Depot. All right, take care. Thanks, Matt. You too. All righty. So got a couple of minutes left in this quarter, and I want to talk a little bit about, and I may come back to this in the next quarter, but if you have, if you're, listen, if you're on Fox News, um, if you're, if you're, you know, stay away from all the lamestream mainstream media, which I'm assuming some of my listeners, most of my listeners are, are tuned away from that. In fact, I know a lot of my listeners that are even tuned away from Fox. Um, and I would highly recommend it there. You have so many options for news these days that you, you don't have to just stick with one, right? You don't have to say, well, that's my news source. Boom, I'm done. I'm not going to look at anything else. And I think for many years, a lot of us looked at Fox that way. I'm over that. Um, Don't have any problem with you if you're not over that. But uh, I'm over that. i got a lot of other sources. And the reason I bring that up is because there, even if you're watching Fox News, you're getting very, very little information about the the Americans, the Americans that are still stranded in Afghanistan, and not only that, but the hassles that private citizens went through when trying to help get people out of um, out of uh, out of uh, uh, Kabul, out of Afghanistan. And I know I do not do a, a national, or, you know, stories very, very, very often. I mean, I just stay away with, uh, stay away from them. But this one really bothers me, and it's been bothering me. And um, if you don't listen to Glenn Beck or pay any attention to him, then the, you're probably not going to know that when uh, this whole process started, that Glenn Beck had already been vetting middle eastern uh, folks um uh, to get them out of the country christians middle eastern christians if you remember the yazidi christians that were uh, up on a mountaintop uh basically this was several years ago and at that point in time glenn beck started uh, uh chartering airplanes and getting them out and the very interesting thing about vetting, because that's always that, that's what the State Department said to uh, Mr. Beck a couple of days ago, was the, you know, we got to vet everybody that you put in your planes. Well, vetting of Christians in the Middle East is very easy, because the Christians, unlike the Muslims in the Middle East, they will register their children and will register within the church, and in fact, in some cases. They have to, that's a public type registration. They, you know, that that there is a list of Christians in these, in, in some of these Middle Eastern countries. And so starting with the Yazidis, 
uh, Christians that were, were stuck on the mountain. He started trying to bring those into the United States a number of years ago, rescuing Christians. And so the vetting process, very stringent. They had it all taken care of. The United States would not let Yazidi Christians into the country. Yet at the same time, Muslims from the very same area were being evacuated into the United States. This whole thing is playing all over again. The Biden administration has been blocking the efforts of private groups, of private groups, of Christian groups, of private non-for-profits, of private groups of retired special services people who are over there. Many of these organizations were started by vets, veterans who fought there, and they're going back and now rescuing their people that they knew that they worked with. All right? The U.S. State Department, the government, our federal government, does not want the any private organizations rescuing Americans because it will make them look bad. So all of these organizations are being stopped. They are being told that they cannot fly out of certain airports. There was a plane yesterday on the ground. I have not heard about it. Um, they were in Abu, Abu Dhabi Airport, so... The uh, plane had landed, had gotten out of Afghanistan. It has over a 100 American citizens, all right? These are people with green, with, I'm sorry, with blue passports. They're just people like you and I. So here's a plane of a 100 that had been rescued out of Afghanistan. They've been hiding. They got them out of Afghanistan, and they flew them into Dohar, into, uh, let's see, is that right, Dohar? Um, and so they are, let's see, oh, I lost my place in the article. So they've been sitting on the ground there yesterday for about 14 hours. And uh, they were in Abu Dhabi. That's where they were, at the Abu Dhabi airport. And uh, the United States said, um, we're not going to give you permission to land at JFK. They're, they're not going to let them land. They're not going to bring them into homeland security they denied u.s landing rights to a charter plane carrying more than 100 american citizens so they're sitting on the ground yesterday they were on the ground for about 14 hours when this article was written and our our government won't let these americans into the country because it's not the government who's rescuing them and it is, uh, it, it is a nightmare what's going on. The government does not want private citizens to get engaged in this process. There was a point in time um, that Glenn Beck uh, and Mercury One had 14 planes. And uh, the cost to rent a 737 is, are you ready? $750,000. So three quarters of a million so if you want to rent a 747 or, I mean, if you want to rent a big airplane and, uh, you know, get all your, you know, 300 best friends together and fly them over to wherever you want to fly, you're looking at three quarters of a million just for the plane. So they had 14 of these planes and the U.S. government was not letting them use them. In fact, if you saw the aerial photograph the of the 
five planes, and they started showing these pictures on the news. I saw them for about three days in a row. Of It was a satellite picture of four smaller planes and one large plane that were parked in the same place at the airport in Cabal. And the um, those airplanes belonged to and were being paid uh, for by Mercury One and other organizations affiliated with Glenn Beck. Those airplanes were sitting there. The people were vetted. They were ready to get on the planes. They had all their paperwork. In fact, there were several cases where the planes were loaded with Americans and um, and green card holders ready to take off. The engines are running, and the U.S. government would not let them land anywhere. They would let them leave, but they would not approve their landing anywhere. Now, it, 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 I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but there is no rational uh, meaning to this at all other than the federal government does not want does not want private citizens engaged in what they think what the government thinks is their job so I just wanted to get you caught up on that if uh, if you haven't been hearing about that but we have stranded Americans now who our own government will not let into the country you need to know about these folk things folks uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, by the way, if you want to follow that article I was just telling you about, go to theblaze.com, uh, go to their news column. You'll find that uh, some more information about uh, all the airplanes and the evacuations that uh, Glenn Beck has managed to do um, over ever since uh, our government um, ceremoniously surrendered to the rebels in Afghanistan. So... That was, uh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, they didn't do it with a ceremony. They just left. They just left and surrendered that way. So, anyway, the um, so what's happening in the Texas Capitol? How about this answer? Not much of anything. All right, we're into our second week of the special session um, that uh, the governor called uh, the third special session that we knew was going to happen. We knew there was going to be a third special session. Actually, uh, we didn't know there was going to be a third one. We knew back in the spring that there was going to be a special session in uh, late September or October. We knew that was going to be happening because that was when the redistricting was going to happen and the divvying up of the billions of dollars coming from the federal government to uh for, uh, for yeah recovery from the kung flu so we knew those things were going to happen what we didn't know that uh, during the regular session that the dems were going to leave town and pull all the shenanigans they have and so the uh, we found that out during the first special session and then the second special session they didn't get anything done and then we started taking a look at well who was actually really at fault in this and uh, as much of the fault lays at the feet of the Republican leadership as it does anywhere else. Um, the So we're into the third special session. 
the there were four or five things put on the, the call five or six things put on the call and then the of course the senate got right to work and boy they heard that dog tethering bill um by the way if you want there is actually a story on the dog tethering bill that i read I, i'm not even gonna I, I i can't even honor it with even more uh but it is on the texas scorecard written by sydney henry and it says why lawmakers are debating dog tethering so anyway the senate comes back in the special call and re- and they got right to work immediately on the first day they had a committee meetings in fact they had committee meetings three or four that first week and took care of a number of the issues on the governor's call and sent it over to the House. What has the House done? All right, we're almost uh, into the uh, second, well, not to get back. We're towards the end of the second week of the special session, and the House has still done nothing. They've done nothing. Now, I, I don't even know how to talk about this anymore. You know, I spend a lot of time on this program trashing the Republican Party. And I get a lot of hardcore Republicans who want, they won't even listen to this program anymore. They're so mad at me. I've got fans of Abbott now who, who decided to, you know, they, I don't know if I can listen to you, Matt, if you're, if you don't like Abbott. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, the Republicans who are in control are not the Republicans who you think they are. These are not the Republicans you are looking for, right? They, they've been playing you for years, and now they're, they, they think they can continue to play you, play you, but I'm telling you I'm seeing signs of waking up all across the state. I'm seeing signs of waking up. Why in the world, and I'm going to keep repeating this, and you're probably tired of hearing it, but I'm going to keep saying it. Why in the world do we have a House, a Senate, governor and lieutenant governor controlled by the Republican Party now for 19 years, 19 years, and yet we still cannot get the priorities of the Republican Party passed in fact they even get ignored in fact they even get laughed at the whole idea about child mutilation that one is that one completely baffles me that one completely baffles me who would stand who's going to stand up in the republican party and defend this yet in a recent interview when abbott asked was asked about this he says it was a nil. What are the chances of uh, of, of us getting a bill on on uh, stopping the mutilation of young boys and girls in the state of Texas, whether it be chemically or uh, through surgery? When, why is that not being taken care of? And the governor says, "Well, there's just no, there's no chance of it. Nil was the word he used." And we can't quite figure that one out. How many how many people do you know? I mean, just look around you, uh, Republicans. Just look around you. How many people do you know that would think, "Oh, let's leave those people." That's a family issue, you know. If the if the mom of a seven year old wants to transition her little boy into a girl, well, that's a family issue. That that's up to the mom. How many Republicans do you know that actually believe that? I, I challenge you to even find one right i i just don't think you're going to and yet our governor our lieutenant governor our speaker of the house 
they won't even bring this topic in to the house they don't want to talk about it they're not going to bring it up they say it has no chance of passing by the way do you remember when they said that about the about the constitutional carry they said no way this is going to pass and uh, so you know we're not going to bring it up it's not going to pass and so what happened when it finally got there folks it passed didn't it so maybe you're not uh, maybe they're maybe they don't know what they're talking about when they say it won't pass that's a very that's a possibility isn't it so anyway that is uh, your texas house is up to nothing up to no good all of that is dependent on the leadership of the texas house it's dependent upon the speaker of the house where is that speaker chosen the speaker is chosen on the floor of the house on the first day of every session now there's all kinds of wrangling that goes on in the background before then all right and so most of the time when they go to the floor on that first day in january of the session they um they already know what the results are going to be and what we've been seeing for a number of years now is that there's this <clears throat> they're left over from sorry about that they're left over from the strauss empire the descendants of strauss who was truly a democrat but uh, he had an r by his name was elected speaker by rallying all of the democrats and then just enough republicans to get him to be the speaker of the house he then set up a regime of squishy republicans he put them in charge of everything he gave them seniority they were the ones that were there with him at the time when all this happened started going down <clears throat> they have stayed around they have stuck around there are still remnants of the descendants of the strauss regime that are still there they still have the power and they keep the power because of republican representatives who are afraid to stand up to them maybe they're not afraid maybe the maybe it is they want to be in with the cool kids right maybe they go up to austin so that they can chair a committee all right maybe they're going to austin as a stepping stone for another office but if you're going to do any of those things if you want any of those things if you want lots of your own bills to pass if you want to possibly move on to a higher office if you if you want to if you just want to be one of the cool kids and you sit at the right table at lunch right the the those uh, incoming uh, new representatives they know right what to do all right you you cozy up with the establishment and you will get all those perks if you go up there trying to poke an eye in the establishment in other words if you go up there and try to be a true republican who respects the platform and the priorities of the republican party you are going to be cast away into the lower bowels of of uh, the texas capital and ignored and uh, you will never get a bill through all right and you will never get a committee chairmanship it just won't happen and and so for you to be accepted in the cool circles or to have the ability to advance you have to play ball 
with these no-good, worthless Republicans in name only who are running the Texas House. All right, and so that is where you where this comes from. This comes from each and every individual Republican representative who goes up there and decides not to stand on principle, but just decides to stand with the cool kids or those in power and not go up there and stand on principle. I can give you examples of those who have gone up and stood on principles, and you can do your own. You know exactly what's happened to him. Jonathan Stickland, a leader in that, and uh, stood on his principles. Uh, Kyle Biederman, another one who has gone up there and from day one has been against the establishment and actually fighting for the Republican priorities. Uh, Brian Slayton, who just got in this year, um, man, he challenged him on day, he challenged him on the day, five minutes after he got sworn in. He challenged the establishment. And boy, did they come back on him for that. But if you look at his principles, if you go to, if you get to know Mr. Slayton like I have, then, then you know what he was doing is good and right. And yet the, the rhinos in charge who have produced nothing for you, they didn't protect you last year during the, the Kung flu, um, have done nothing for you, uh, anytime recently when it comes to Republican priorities. They're now the ones who are in charge. Folks, we're going to take a short break. You need to think about those things. I'll be right back. All right. Probably going to have some fun with this one this uh, tomorrow, but a story just popped up on the uh, Texas scorecard here just a few minutes ago, and uh, pretty in-depth uh, story about the Operation Lone Star. You know those awesome uh, state um, uh, National Guard, Texas National Guard troops that Abbott sent down to the border. You know he sent one out of uh, twenty that's available. He's got about 20,000 uh, available. He sent 1,000 of them down there. Um, we now have good testimony from some reliable folks, um, along with plenty of uh, pictures. And um, our state guard is helping the um, illegal aliens get out of their raft. They're helping them get up to the steep bank and then they're walking them into the border control agents um, who then process them into the country. So our Abbott's sending our troops down there to help people out of their rafts. They're not down there keeping illegals out of the state of Texas. Anyway, I'll dig into that. We'll come back with you on that one tomorrow. Going to go back to the constitutional amendment. Uh, yesterday I talked about um, uh, the uh, the first one, uh, the, uh, the proposition number one that has to do with charitable organizations, um, uh, the professional uh, sporting teams having having um, raffles for a for a charity. And I uh, went through that argument yesterday, and I got a little to add to it. I was very surprised 
when I started looking up to see who voted against these, this was HJR 143. So I went and... Uh, did a little research to find out who voted against this and called the office of one of the uh, conservative Republicans um, who voted against this, who thinks that uh, this Proposition 1 is a bad idea. And uh, here's what I found out. It's being tied to gambling. That uh, buying a raffle ticket for a charity is considered by some to be gambling. I don't think it is. Um, but you may think it is. So I'm going to have complete respect for that. If you think that uh, buying a raffle ticket for a charity is gambling, then you're going to want to vote no on one. If uh, you think uh, the government should stay the heck out of the business of of private charities and, and, and sports teams and let them do what they wish, then you're with me. That would be a yes on one. But like I said yesterday, Take it back to the, go back to the legislature in the next session and say, just get rid of all of Section 47 in, in uh, Article 3 in the Texas Constitution. That's the whole area on, on raffles for professional sporting teams. Yes, we have that in our Constitution. All right, let's get on to Proposition Number 2. This one's real easy. This one's a very interesting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. We're going to come back. I'm not done with my research on um, HJR 99 or the uh, proposition number two. So I will go down to the third one because this one's a no-brainer. This is uh, the proposition number three, the constitutional amendment to prohibit the state or a political subdivision of this state from prohibiting or limiting religious services of religious organizations. That is, uh, this proposition is a response to the cities and in some cases counties that closed down churches during the covid um and uh, probably the worst part about that was the lame response from governor abbott on that it took him weeks to come out and really really kind of quietly say y'all y'all shouldn't do that y'all 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 can't tell people not to go to church but he didn't he he did not come out strongly against that and uh, we shouldn't even be voting on this. This is ridiculous. That pr- that freedom is already protected. It's clearly protected in uh, in the well, obviously in the uh, the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States covers that. Um, but then Article One, Section Six of the Texas Constitution comes in and says the same thing. You don't mess with churches. You don't mess with them. You don't have a right to do that. You cannot do that in this country. All right? And so that is, I'm not even sure why, but that's a no-brainer on proposition number three. Vote yes on that. Um, We'll go to proposition number four right quick. Um, This is the constitutional amendment changing the eligibility requirements for a justice of the Supreme Court, a judge of the court. So basically what this does is strengthens eligibility requirements for judges, for your county judge, uh, Supreme Court judges, a specific list of judges, a district judge, a justice of a court of appeals, a judge of court of criminal appeals. And what they've done with each one of those, they have uh, different... um, they have different um, uh, qualifications, and they want to strengthen those qualifications. 
Again, this was one of those that surprised me on some of the conservatives who voted against this, who didn't want this. Because at first flush, it seems like, well, it'd be, that would just guarantee that we have better judges, right? Well, the argument made against this, one and I found very interesting, was that the was that the um was that locals should be uh, able to um decide on their own requirements so your district judge you're going to elect him that should be something that the people choose so those are the arguments against them at first flush i thought this was a pretty good idea um, I'm still, um, I'm thinking maybe I kind of like the idea of uh, locals having a little more control on what they consider qualifications. So I'm not sure where I'm going to end up on that one, um, but uh, we'll, uh, I'll keep you tuned on that one. And by the way, I have been, I, I know Terry Hall is listening, yep, and uh, Jacqueline, uh, uh, yep, your mom is listening. So here we go. This is uh, Terry Hall's our expert on on uh, transportation issues. And when I was studying Proposition Number Two or House Joint Resolution Number Ninety Nine, I was trying to figure out how it tied in with the Texas Constitution. And so I'm looking at Article Eight, Section One G, Paragraph B, um, and trying to read why is it that, that this language almost seems to be exactly the same is language that's in the Constitution, all right? There's just one word that um, one word that they added to it, transportation. And so when I was starting to do my research, I uh, when I got to that word, I said, um, you know, uh, we're going to have to talk about, uh, we're going to have to talk to Terry Hall about this. So I'm going to try to, uh, Terry said she'd be glad to come on and talk about it. Terry is dead set against Prop 2, and uh, so we will have her on to talk about that. So um, here's uh, here's uh, where we're at. Uh, yes or no on Prop 1. If you think buying a raffle ticket is gambling, then you, if you're going to stick with your principles, vote no. If you think buying a raffle ticket is none of the state's business, then your only choice is to say yes on that and then follow up by getting them to get rid of that whole part of the texas constitution get just get rid of section 47 um proposition number two if terry hall says absolutely not on this i trust her man i absolutely trust her all the way on that so uh but we'll get terry in uh to talk about that we still have like i said we still have a month over a month before you have to send that ballot back in on number three i'm going to say a positive yes and on number four i don't i i think that one's going to be up to you do you think that there the judges should have more requirements in order to be a judge or do you think that their locals should have the ability to decide the qualifications of their judge all right, I'm probably going to end up voting yes on that one, um, but I'd love to hear someone argue with me against Proposition 4. If you're against that, uh, go ahead, bend my ear on it sometime. I like the idea. There's actually part of the qualifications has to do that uh, a longer resident of the area that you're going to be judging over, and so it's not just a Texas 
license, uh, law license, um, but you also have to kind of live in the area. So there's some good things about, I believe, about Prop 4, uh, increasing the qualification of judges. Um, but I'm still going to do some more research on that. And on uh, 5, 6, and 7, <clears throat> I haven't even gotten there yet. Excuse me. I haven't even got to 5, 6, and 7 yet. So I will get those to you over the next few days. Um, folks, It's uh, I, I can't tell you how what it means to me that I know that there's people out there listening, um, how much it means to me when you, when you contact me, when you get a hold of me. Um, you don't have to apologize uh, when you call me. I've said, Matt, I know you're busy. I hope you have time. Yes, I have time. I have time. I will make time. Um, I will visit with you. Um, and there, you, you, that I am going to continue to go after the Texas Republican Party until they get their act together for crying out loud. And um, by the way, we're going to have a, there is a fellow by the name of Errol, Aaron Sorrells who is running for, um, who is running for lieutenant governor, and I got to meet him on our September 18th event. He is going to be in uh, Fredericksburg um, for our regular meeting, and he's going to be there. We're going to give him some time on the stage, and then the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be vetting him on Friday, and he's going to be around in the Hill Country for the weekend. And so I've already, I'm really booked next week, and so I'm not going to be able to get him on to... Uh, I might be able to get him onto the radio program uh, next week, but I'm not too sure. So anyway, we'll um, keep you up to date with candidates and uh, keep reminding you that you need to take back control of the Republican Party. You got to do it. The rhinos, the rhinos are winning this right now. You need to step up and uh, remind them of the party platform and priorities. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine coming to you directly from an undisclosed location. And uh, we'll see you in here tomorrow. <laughs>